Praise the Lord. How many love God's Word? God's Word is incredible. Every time I read it, Brandon, it just shows me something else. And I'm just like baffled. I'm like, wow, God, why didn't I see that before? Just awesome. Awesome reading God's Word. If you'd stand with me, we're going to read again Psalms 23. Such an awesome scripture. Uh, such an awesome passage and chapter. Psalms 23, and I'm, I'm in the New King James Version. I'm beginning with verse 1. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. Jehovah God is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not be in need. Hallelujah. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. Aren't you glad he's with you at all times? Even when your day didn't go right, he's still with you. In your worst of times, he's still with you. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup runs over Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Praise the Lord. Thank God right now for his word. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for what it speaks to us. We thank you that it's anointed already. Father, today I ask you to anoint my lips of clay that I may speak your word, Lord, with boldness in the Holy Spirit. Father, that I can declare truth to these people today. I ask you, Lord, to anoint our eyes and ears to see and to hear what you'd have to say. Hide me behind the shadow of the cross, I pray. All these things in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. You may be seated. This is the third part. The sermon is titled, The Lord is My Shepherd. Last Sunday I preached... On the Lord is my shepherd, and I listed some of his attributes and pressed the point that God Jehovah is your shepherd. He's my shepherd, and we will not be in need. Amen? Wednesday night, we preached about finding rest by lying down in green pastures, not dried up old places, <laughs> but places of new and fresh and prosperous and how God leads us to water that's going to refresh us. How many needs refreshing? My summer's right around the corner, and you get out and do anything in the weather. Brother Nick working out in the, in the uh, landscaping. You're going to need to be refreshed. I'm glad that we can be spiritually refreshed today. It doesn't matter what time of day, what time of night. You can go to God any time and be refreshed in Him. Hallelujah. I want to focus today on verse 3. He restores my soul is, is, is my focal point. We'll get to the rest of it too. But He restores my soul. How many has ever needed restoration in your life? Right off the bat, we all needed salvation, right? We all had to have salvation. But there's other times where we just need a touch of God. A fresh touch. We used to sing a song that said, A fresh touch of desire. In my soul, <laughs> we need that fresh touch of desire. He restores my soul. 
If you're honest with yourself, I believe everyone would say there have been times in our life that we all needed to be restored. Whether that's coming back to God because we've turned away from Him, or we are simply wore out from life and need God to do a work in us, we all come to a place that we need God to restore our very soul. Listen at this. David writing uh, Psalms 51 and 12, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. I want, I want to show you a couple of things right here. The word restore in Psalms 23 and here in Psalms 51 is the Hebrew word shob, S-H-O-O-B. And it means to return to the starting point, to recover, to refresh, to restore, to reverse. There are times that we all need to be restored. There's no shame in needing to be restored. There's not. Life draws it out of you. The world draws it out of you. Satan beats you down. We need to be restored. I'm just glad I have a place to go to that can restore me, right? Pulpit commentary says this. He revives our soul and reinvigorates, reinvigorates it when it is exhausted and weary. That sounds like me sometimes. Jameson Fawcett Brown said, to restore the soul is to revive or quicken it. I, I agree with that too. John Gill said, either when backslidden and brings it back again when led or driven away and heals its backsliding, or rather when fainting or swooning and ready to die away, he fetches it back again. He relieves, he refreshes, and comforts with the discoveries of his love, with the promise of his word, and with the consolations of his spirit, and such like reviving. End quote. I believe our shepherd's here to restore us today. I believe he's here to revive us today. He's here to refresh us today. Hallelujah. Whether we've backslidden or just need to be restored from our everyday life, the shepherd, my shepherd, your shepherd, is here to restore your soul. Amen. Well, we come to the point that we just need God to take care of things. We do our best to do our best at taking care of things. Right? I'm, I'm ashamed to say most of the time... I try within myself before I ask God. I don't believe in just being lazy and, and saying, well, God, you handle this. I'm not going to do anything, God. You, you restore everything to me. You're my shepherd. You, you have all power, and so I'm not going to lift a finger. You just go ahead and take care of this situation. I think we need to do what we need to do. But we need to God, God to take care of some of the things that we've been carrying and trying to do on our own when he's saying, just give it to me. We need God to restore or reset some things in our lives. Galatians 6 and 9 says, And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. If you keep getting wore down and, you don't be, and you're not being restored, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Family situations. Worry from the world. Gas prices. Who's in the White House? Health issues, money problems, trying not to go back to our old life. The pressures. There are pressures on every hand. There are problems at every turn. Predicaments seem to know our address. 
troubles, trials, and tests, they've all moved in. Difficulties, discouragement, and despair trying our mind. Don't think that these things that you're dealing with is strange. Some people think, well, I'm dealing with all this stuff. I must have did something wrong. God's punishing me. This is becoming one of my favorite scriptures. John 16, These things I've spoken to you that you may have peace. Praise the Lord, we need peace. In the world, you will have tribulations. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. <laughs> He's already defeated what's bothering you right now. Hallelujah. Be of good cheer. He will restore your soul. I've been a part of a few restorations of houses and cars in my life. Sometimes a complete restoration. Other times just partial restoration. I tried restoring a window gizmo in Shelly's car, the expedition years ago. Replaced the motor, but it also had a bracket in it. The whole bracket come with the motor. You had to replace it all at the same time. The window wouldn't roll up or roll down. Needed that new motor. So I did what everybody does. I watch YouTube. It showed me the perfect illustration how to restore that window to working condition. I bought the part. I bought the tools that it required. Everything was going perfect. But close to the end, I broke off a little molded plastic piece. Didn't really think it was that big a deal. It's just a little plastic piece. The whole thing's plastic. When I went to attach the door handle, that little plastic piece I broke off is what the door handle snaps into. A $175 part that I was restoring that window and that car to, I broke a little bitty piece of plastic that there was no way of fixing. You replaced it again at $175. The end result was her door handle stuck out. Instead of being flushed to the thing, it stuck out. You had to be gentle to open the door. I never fixed the problem. I never restored the window fully. I just caused more problems. How many of you ever did that? <laughs> I tell you that story to illustrate this, this one thing. I'm a man. Man will fail. No matter how hard we try, man will fail. Woman will fail. Friends will fail. Family will fail. Spouses will fail. Jobs will fail. Last Sunday night, my car failed. Couldn't get it started. But let me tell you about the good shepherd. Hallelujah. He's a God that cannot fail. The Henson sung a song that said he's the great God Jehovah. 
the God that cannot fail. He is your Savior. He is your healer. He is your peace. He is your hope. He is your provider. He is your shelter. He's your joy. He's your strength. He's the one that sticks closer than a brother. He's your bread when you're hungry. He's your living water when you're thirsty. He's our creator. He's the Lord, our sanctifier. He is our ever-present help. He is the Lord, our righteousness. He is Jehovah Rohi, the Lord, my shepherd, and he will restore your soul no matter what condition we get it into. Hallelujah. Man will fail you, but God never will. God never will. In this life, we get hurt, not just physically, but also emotionally and spiritually. Life is tough. Reebok years ago had a slogan that said, life is short, play hard. We had a Christian t-shirt that said, life is short, pray hard. Life is tough on us. We get beat up. We get discouraged and depressed, disappointed. We have failure and fatigue and frustration and fears. We all have hidden hurts. Nobody knows about but God. Unwanted things from our past. We carry wounds, battle scars, emotional garbage. And God wants to restore your soul. He wants to restore your soul. How does God restore your soul? I'm glad you asked that question. I believe it starts with me allowing God to intervene in my life. He's not going to make me do anything. He's a loving God. He leads me. <laughs> he leads me beside the still water. Right? God's not going to do what I refuse to let him do. It's not that God can't restore us without our permission, but he chooses to give us that option. You choose whether your soul is to be restored or not. You choose whether you go to the good shepherd Jehovah Rohi. Say, I need restore. Thank God. Can you see what they're doing to me? Can you see what's going on? God, you see, I failed you. I need you to restore me. When we come to Him in repentance, asking Him to do what He does best. <laughs> He restores us. He loves us. He takes care of the problems we give to him. Dare I say the word submit? <laughs> Nobody likes to hear that word submit. I want to be my own boss. I want to do my own thing. I don't want to give in to anybody, any, anyone. Submit to the shepherd. Submit to the shepherd. Trust the shepherd. Have faith in the shepherd because the shepherd knows what's best for you. I am so glad that I don't have to lean on my own understanding of what I know about things to, to help me along my way. I can go to the shepherd because he understands from the last to, the, to, the, to, to what's in front of me. He understands everything I'm going through, everything I'm going to go through. And I can trust him that he's going to take care of me through all the situations. 
well, Drew, that's just an easy out. You don't, you know, you're just trying to give it all to God and you don't have to do it. No, that's faith. That's trust in him. Knowing that he's going to do what's best for me. Once again, if that's salvation, he knows how to restore your soul. If that's changing your direction or your disposition or your demeanor, he knows how to restore your soul. The one that restores our soul is the one that's the lover of our soul. Hallelujah. Romans 8.38 says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate you from his love. He is the lover of your soul. He is the one that can restore your soul. Jehovah Rohi is our shepherd and the restorer of our soul because of his great love for us. He doesn't want to leave us in the conditions we find ourselves in. The enemy wants to break us down, knock us down, hold us down, stomp a hole on us, through us while we're down, and laugh the whole time he's doing it. The devil comes to kill, to steal. And to destroy. Don't be shocked when the devil's beating you up, trying to beat you up, trying to destroy you. The Bible tells us that's what he come to do. I'm so glad there's more to that scripture, though. I'm so glad that we can have life and that more. Jesus come to give us life and that more abundantly. That to the more. Amen. Praise God, because he's the shepherd that restores what Satan intended to take to hell. Every one of you is sitting here by the grace of God because the devil tried to take you to hell already. <laughs> the testimonies that are in this room right now, I already know you should be in hell right now, but by the grace and mercy of God, you're here today. <laughs> Glory. He's the shepherd that restores us. When everyone else said it couldn't be done. He's the shepherd that restores us when no one else gave you a chance. He's the shepherd that loves you and restores your soul even when you thought you had gone too far. Jehovah is still in the business of restoring souls. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. After your soul has been restored, he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. In the paths of righteousness, in straight and plain and safe paths where the sheep is neither hurt nor wearied nor in danger of wandering. By his word, he directs me to the right ways of truth and holiness and righteousness. And by his spirit, he inclines and enables me to choose them and to continue to walk in them. When you're having trouble walking it out, walking in the paths of righteousness, Lean on God. He's straightening your path. He's showing you which way to go. The problem is we get our eyes off of him and trying to make our own paths. Lord, help us. When we've gained our strength, when we've been restored, he leads us out of the pasture into the trail of life we call the paths of righteousness. Our walk is for his name's sake. He causes me to stay on the straight path. A narrow groove trail of right, 
rather than wrong. Obedience rather than rebellion. Service rather than self-absorption. Wow, we can be so selfish. God help us. Walking in his straight path. You walk in discipline rather than impulse. And cross-bearing rather than indulgence. We know the distinction because John 10.4 tells us that my sheep know my voice. Wow. Do we hear the voice of the Lord? Do we obey the voice of the Lord? He'll keep you on the straight and the narrow. He'll make your path straight. He'll lead you in the paths of righteousness. God guides us for his name's sake. Psalms 23 and 3. God, give, uh, God forgives our sins for his name's sake in Psalm 25 and 11. God leads us for his name's sake in Psalms, one, or Psalms 31 and 3. God delivers us from sin for his name's sake in Psalms 79 and 9. Boy, I can't read these, can I? God deals with us out of his goodness for his name's sake in Psalms 109, 21. God lets us live for his name's sake in Psalms 143 and 11. To make this just as plain as I can make it today, we simply need to fall back on the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, and let him do what we need done. Spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, he is our answer. He is the restorer of our soul. He's the restorer. That word soul right there, by the way, means life. He's the restorer of our life. Matthew 6 and 8 says this. Therefore, do not be like them. For your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. It's a statement that lets us know that God knows exactly what we need before we ask. But he still says, come to me. Ask of me. Buy of me. He wants us to come back to him. Let God today restore what needs to be restored. Let him lead you in the right paths and all for the glory of God. Would you stand with me? Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that you love us so much that you restore our souls. Whether that's salvation, Father, or just, well, we need that fresh touch, God. When we've been beaten down, we've been worn out, we can come to you and you restore us. Father, I'm asking you, Lord, to restore TFT today. Restore our souls. Restore our excitement. Restore the the joy of our salvation, Lord, that is through you. Hallelujah. As we come to pray, Father, I'm asking you, Lord, to speak to each and every heart individually. Let them know that you're still on the throne. You're still there for them. You're still restoring their soul today. 2023, you're still the restorer of our soul. Hallelujah. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. I want to ask today that you would just find you a place to pray and ask God, Father, whatever is lacking in my life, would you restore? Would you restore? Whatever the devil stole from me, would you restore? Hallelujah.